0: Hello, everyone, and I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, clinical psychologist at Auction Health, and welcome to Healthy State of Mind, a series dedicated to educating you on wellness, well-being, and mental health. And I have today my co-host, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Dr. Murray. How are you? I'm good. You excited about today's topic? I am excited about today's topic. All right, everyone. We'll be talking today about meditation, specifically an approach that I like to teach called mindfulness meditation.
1: Have you ever heard of mindfulness meditation? I have heard of mindfulness it? meditation.
0: I know that it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult because mm-hmm. it's an active meditation, mm-hmm. right? What types of meditation have you found helpful for you? There are all kinds. Uh, um, So I'm actually not,
1: I wouldn't say I'm great at meditating. Okay. Because I have a hard time really letting my thoughts Dissipate mm-hmm. and focusing on a meditation practice. So, right. I'm excited to learn some tips and tricks today.
0: Right. And I think that's the f- first place I do want to start is that they're all, there's different types of meditation. For people, when we're talking about wellness and well being, we're under the impression that, you know, we have thoughts <laughs> that pop mm-hmm. in and out. The mind is not necessarily meant to stop those thoughts, but what do we do with them? Meditations that work to clear your mind are often too difficult for people with active minds. I really, monks can do it <laughs> because they're doing it 24-7. Yeah. But for the usual person who has a lot on their mind, it, it's quite difficult. So the approach to mindfulness is just simply being aware of what's there and not judging what's there. So it's not necessarily to clear your mind, it's to have something that you focus your conscious awareness on intentionally and letting whatever there be. Oh. Meaning not judging it.
1: So even thoughts. Even thoughts. Acknowledging the thought and then moving on.
0: Let it come, let it go. Wow. Right? Okay. And that's the more advanced portion. And what we'll talk about is sort of the building blocks and how to get there. Different types of mindfulness, different types of practices that you can do to ultimately reach the goal. Conscious awareness and not judging whatever's there. Okay. Like emotions, right? Or thoughts. They come from out of nowhere. How can we judge them if everybody is meant to have them? Mm -hmm. Right? We just say, huh, I'm having a thought that I'm not going to make it to work on time. Okay. And then you carry on. Mm. Right? Imagine if we can not judge what we think.
1: Wow. Imagine. Imagine. That sounds freeing.
0: Imagine (laughs) if we didn't judge how we feel. That sounds even better. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Do you judge your feelings and thoughts quite a bit? All the time. Everyone does. Everyone does. The society that we're in, I think, is meant to set us up in a way where we're always constantly criticizing the self-criticism. We learn not to criticize others, not to judge others, right? But have you ever learned not to criticize or judge yourself? No. Or what's there? Right. Right. Or the fact that every human, from tiny humans to big humans, have thoughts and have emotions. Like I said, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's fact. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So one of the things we're going to talk about, people, is what is mindfulness meditation, right? So um, it is, like I said, the state of intentional awareness, right? Meaning whatever's there at that moment and not judging it. For example, breathing. Your breathing is always ever present with you. So simply focusing on your breathing, using descriptions, using your senses, using words to describe what's there, just being present and not judging. Oh my God, I feel like I'm panicking. Am I breathing right? Am I doing this meditation right? Getting to that place where you're just connected with what's there,
1: mm-hmm. right? You you just mentioned, am I doing this right? And I think that that's a question that I, I mean, I know that that's a question that I ask myself all of the time when mm-hmm. it comes to just mindfulness in general and self-compassion and grace mm-hmm. and even meditating. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been in classes or I've tried the apps or YouTube videos and mm-hmm. my first thought is like, am I, is this even how I'm supposed
0: to do it? Right. So I'm interested to learn more about that. tell me what you mean in terms of those thoughts that pop into your head. Give me a little bit more. So, Because I bet that's popping to your head, not just with meditation.
1: Oh, no. I mean, that's kind of like, am Mm -hmm. I doing this right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think like as I've gotten older, I'm more confident in Mm -hmm. myself, my abilities. But when Mm -hmm. it comes to relaxing, Mm -hmm. but also being more mindful of Mm -hmm. my interactions or how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, I can worry that I'm not doing it correctly Mm -hmm. or how it's intended to be because I have such a busy
0: brain. Right, and when I I wanna impress upon everyone that when we think about mindfulness meditation, think of it like a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? When Not only when you're just meditating, like deep breathing and setting aside space, how often is it useful to be presently focused and nonjudgmental?
1: How often is it
0: useful? Mm -hmm. I would say all of the time. All the time. How often are you in conversation with someone? You don't remember what they said because you're caught up in your head and now you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what they said. Mm -hmm. There is non-awareness and full judgment. Right,
1: can I ask you why why do you think we are always so in our heads? why do it, it, conversations I mean I can mm-hmm. think about a meeting or mm-hmm. even getting coffee with a friend right. where I'm not as present as I should be right does that what are some ways that we can you know kind of not turn our brains
0: off but rewire them or? I think using those two concepts, right, of when your mind drifts away, the very basic of awareness, your mind will drift. It's The mind's meant to do that because it's never off. Even when you've passed away, it's still on for a few minutes, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's always doing that. So if you say, oh, man, I'm worrying, that's okay. That's what the mind's meant to do. And then you come back into the conversation. You jump back into what you're doing. The reasons why we do that is it's, it's a lot. Right. Like yeah. I said, the society's thing, if you were raised, how you were raised, the culture you were raised in, your family culture, um, what kind of cultural traditions you have, non-self-focus. Are you in a collectivistic society versus an individualistic society? Right. Are you focusing on self or focusing on other more? Do you have anxiety? Do you have depression? Do you have anything else that's going on, right? Are you a perfectionist by tendency? Were you raised to be that way? Are you higher educated and you had to learn to be critical to achieve?
1: So yes, all yes, of the- <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes.
0: So all of these things kind of feed in, but that does not mean you have to let it win all the time, right? Okay. Sometimes we have to have self-awareness and, and not judgment, but recognize where we are mm-hmm. to make improvements. That's true. But not all the time is judgment for the sake of judgment helpful, mm, right? Great. So I like to think of mindfulness as a lifestyle, is that you? the foundation you lay is beginning these practices. But the goal, well, my goal for society is for you to live your life mindfully. All that means is being aware and non-judgment. How often have you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to te- ask you this question. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. How often have you planned for a big vacation? Oh, man, you're looking forward to it. you get to the vacation and are worrying about what's next, worrying about what's going on at home. You're not being aware. You're not fully living. You're not fully appreciating what's there. Right. There's a story. It, it comes from sharing mindfulness, which I use. It's sharingmindfulness.com. It's what I use a lot of when I'm working with mindfulness. And there's a story in their book. Um, it says there once was a man who achieves quite a bit. He wanted to go to school, to school. He wanted to have a great job. He wanted to have a good family. So he began to work, right? He went to school. He got the degree. He went to an Ivy League and it was on to the next thing. How do I get the good job? How do I make the career? And it was on to the next thing. How do I get the wife? How do I have the family on to the next thing? And he died at an old age, having a wonderful life and not even knowing it wow Mm -hmm. that made me yeah right yeah you get what i mean i do when we're moving throughout the world not aware of it and completely being judgment judgmental towards ourselves and others we miss the beauty in ourselves We miss the vacation. We miss the steak that we've been waiting for all week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We miss miss that cup of coffee in the morning because we pounded it down. We're missing unique and beautiful things in life. That's what mindfulness does.
1: Dr. Murray, Mm -hmm. can you please share tips on how
0: we can live while we're still here? How living mindfully, right? So there's two different types, right? One of the types is informal versus formal. And I'll start there. Formal meditation practice, like I said, is building blocks. That's how we start. We got to learn to practice and learn to do tummy time before we walk (laughs) as babies in mindfulness, essentially. Mm -hmm. So formal practices is when you set aside time and you do meditation guided with the goal of not being guided where you can do it with yourself. So I set aside 10 minutes to do mindfulness of the body, right? So I'm just sitting there quiet or listening to my guided practice, just observing what's in my body, observing discomfort, observing what's good, observing what's neutral, right? So real quick, your earlobes, without touching them, can you feel your earlobes? No. Right. So you're aware of it. Nothingness is also a feeling. Numbness is a feeling. Feel into your hand. What do they feel like? How do you know you have fingers without touching them or seeing them? There's a feeling there, mm. right? So that is awareness. In those brief moments of doing that, where was your mind? On my body. and On your earlobes yeah. and on your fingers. Mm-hmm. You were consciously aware. You weren't judging what's there, hopefully. The judgment, non-judgmental part is a little bit more difficult. But it also gives you a mental break from, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to pick up this, I got to pick up that, right? It connects you, it grounds you into the moment that is here. Those are formal practices when you're sitting down, setting aside time. Informal practices is when you attach the components of mindfulness onto an activity. Mindful eating mindfully brushing your teeth right Mm -hmm. it's just those mini brain breaks so how often have you brushed your teeth and you're just thinking about other things you got to do planning your day every day this morning i was brushing my teeth Mm -hmm.
1: checking email Mm -hmm. and also thinking oh i need to go feed my dog and i have to go do this before i have to leave my apartment
0: and how do you know you brush your teeth well I don't. <laughs> right. I so don't. So that's know that attaching <laughs> the components of mindfulness onto an activity in your life. That's that lifestyle thing. Yeah. So you're being fully present. So if you're brushing your teeth, you're just describing there what that brush feels like, what that tooth feels like, how this side feels different from that side. Oh, oh, let me get my tongue. And you've given your brain a break. You've been presently aware and you're not judging what's there. Can I ask you a question? Sure. It might
1: it might not make sense, but it might. Mm-hmm. So when we're, you know, I'm thinking of this morning when I was brushing my teeth, checking my emails, my brain's going. In my mind, I was like, I'm multitasking. I'm getting things done. Mm-hmm. How can we separate being mindful from
0: maybe the false idea that we're wasting time? So yet again questioning the facts of that situation, right? Will multitasking really help you achieve what you need? Or are you divided so much that you don't give anything 100%?
1: That. Because I had to go back and read the emails because I wasn't really comprehending what they were saying.
0: Right. And you got to go back and brush your teeth again because you missed one side of it because you weren't paying attention. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And now this side still got that film on it. Uh And this side is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> sparkly, crusty white. Right, right. right. Yes. <laughs> right. So that's an illusion that our brain tells us. Remember, just because we think it doesn't mean it's true. We focus on facts, not thoughts, not even feelings. They're there. They're true, but we don't judge them. But we don't use them as hard facts because they come and go. Right?
1: In what other ways can mindfulness and meditation help to rid our brains of other illusions that mm-hmm. they might hold?
0: Even that Comment, rid our brains. That's judgment, oh, right? Yeah, we don't want to rid our brains, we just want to acknowledge what's there and move on, right? Okay. You will have these thoughts. I didn't say not have them, mm-hmm. right? I said when they're there, don't believe them, you can let them go. So, the fear, the, the fact that so that judgment part is very difficult is just saying, All right, I'm thinking I can multitask, hmm, nope. And carry on. You don't have to put a label on it. You don't have to judge it. You just acknowledge what's there. Another way of using mindfulness in your everyday is with eating, right? How often are you driving around eating? And if one, eat more than what you wanted to. And don't even remember what the food tastes like.
1: Right. Right? Often.
0: There's so much to eating. And so much enjoyment. I mean, we're in New Orleans. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Yes. King cake season, right? Thank God it's Coffee here. <laughs> season, summertime, wherever where, wherever mm. we are in any given point of our life in New Orleans, the food is great. There's something to savor Why not and we're enjoy missing that it. That will release all the good chemicals in your brain, right? Also, just talking about how beneficial mindfulness is, doing that trains your brain to be more focused, have better attention and better memory. Sometimes we think, oh my God, my memory is so bad. But it's probably bad because you're multitasking and you're not attending. Like if we're talking in conversation and you don't remember what I said, it's not a memory thing. Were you attending to it? Were you aware? No, because you were thinking about all the other things. So that helps in that regard. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of research that mindfulness helps people with traumatic brain injuries, people who have really harm their brain for whatever reason to make better connections and help with attention. Wow, right? yeah. So it can re- work to rewire the brain. Um, another website that I like to use is the UCLA Mindful. They have all of that information about like, why it's good. It helps reduce depression and anxiety. You're not judging what you feel. You're more, your well-being is just that much greater and you don't miss what's there. I can't expect you to be encouraged out of negativity and judgment, right? I want you to be encouraged about what's there, what's good, and just being present and experiencing life.
1: Can we we touch on really quickly on some, speaking of anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm. are there specific types of mindful activities that folks who have anxiety, depression, or any other mental illness can adapt Mm -hmm. into their everyday lifestyle? To I think maybe
0: help with symptoms or? I think starting with those basic building blocks, like I said, the formal ones, um, because someone who's anxious might have more trouble in the beginning just doing informal things mm-hmm. and doing mindfulness without guided, guidance. So listening to someone tell you what to do, listening to someone taking you through a mindful body scan, scanning different parts of your body. Taking you through a mindful breathing meditation and specifically for that non-judgment compassion mindfulness techniques and mindfulness of loving kindness, right? So just actually, when you want to love yourself and want to show judgment, we have to practice that. So actually saying to yourself, may I be safe and protected? May I experience life with ease? May I not judge? So that cognitive training, like I said. Is what, what 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 can help. So there's okay. all different types. Building blocks is the is the important thing. So we don't start at yeah, I'm gonna live my life mindfully. Might work for you, but if it doesn't, it's okay. We gotta start with those building blocks and and build that house up. Mm-hmm. Get that foundation set. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, in the next few minutes, we wanna like talk about certain types of mindfulness activities like i said i mentioned on the informal informal there's also five senses meditations right so you attach that that's the informal one you attach that onto anything you're doing walking talking being out in nature running on the treadmill mm-hmm. there's a high high involvement of mindfulness in sports because people who are playing sports have to be what focused right aware and where all body right seeing the pitch seeing what do they do in golf seeing (laughs) they they swing a golf club the swing i'm sorry my golfers okay (laughs) seeing the follow through in basketball Mm -hmm. right seeing the touchdown so they're actually visualizing it and not judging what's there so they're seeing it they're present focused they're into their body the same thing with running on a treadmill. You wanna be aware of your body, right? Mm -hmm. To not overdo it, to not injure yourself, and to know, oh man, this feels good, right? Enjoying the full moment of that and I release all the good chemicals and makes all the good connections. So doing that as well. So attaching five senses onto any activity that you're doing is mindful walking. Or some people call it a nature walk, right? So if you're an outdoorsy person, Mm -hmm. you're walking around, take in what's around you, right? What's there? How do you feel? Not judging it, just saying, oh, I feel this way. This is there, right?
1: So, in a way, it almost seems like mindfulness is biological, right? Yeah. Because it releases feel good chemicals in our brain. Mm -hmm. It helps us stay in tune with our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that we're kind of born with and then we lose it over time because Mm -hmm. life gets busy or we're focused on the story that you shared about the man who just wanted what's next. I mean, that resonated with me because I feel that so hard where you're like, go to school, graduate, get the degree, get the job, do the things, and then you have a realization, right?
0: did you, you know? realize what's there? Right. Right. And people often look for that feeling in ways that are unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like drugs and alcohol, substances, sex, all these mm-hmm. things to feel that feeling when you can feel that feeling with mindfulness, essentially. Yeah. You can begin to enjoy and feel and connect in that way. Right.
1: So if someone... Wanted to start right now with being more mindful.
0: Mm -hmm. You would recommend... Visiting one of the sites. Mm -hmm. There are mindfulness groups all over learning about it, mm-hmm. right? Learning about first what it is. Because when you're first introduced to it it, it, it seems really existential in nature, like, oh, this is above my head. But like I said, that idea, that concept, those components start with the basic building blocks, because it can seem overwhelming to say, hey, oh, I just want to feel what I'm feeling and not judge it. What does that even mean? So starting with those basic formal practices, and you can find them anywhere, but just making sure they have those components of conscious awareness and non-judgment mm-hmm. um and then kind of moving along the ultimate goal is to live mindful and to reach this concept called transcendence i can't even quite put into words what transcendence is it's when you feel totally connected you're there you're fully present and you're just letting what's there be have you ever felt that
1: very rarely, mm-hmm. I felt it at the end of a yoga class. Yes, um, I sometimes feel it when I'm outside, like mm-hmm. having a, a mindful like walk or right. a nature walk or something. I and I get, I find myself getting really overwhelmed with yeah. emotion.
0: It's a very pure place. Not mm-hmm. everybody can reach it, but that's the ultimate goal. But as we can get you close to that as we can, and like I said, it's hard to do by yourself in the beginning. It can be, so you might want to go with a group or listen to someone or go to a full class, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically dedicated to learning about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I'll teach you one today. Okay. (laughs) All right, everyone. Let's get ready for the, the moment everybody loves, our mindful moment. So what we'll do is a brief body scan. The idea about a body scan is really to connect with the body. It's always there. But remember, we want to just be aware of what's there and not judge. If you're one to deal with chronic pain, if you're one to fidget and move, if you're one to have places of discomfort or that don't feel well, that's fine. Just acknowledge what's there and move on. Don't obsess, don't avoid. Don't stick in it, but don't skip over it. Because then you're losing the connection with your body and you're judging it. Mm -hmm. You're saying that it's something bad, that I have to stay there. Or it's something that I need to skip because it's a bad place when it just is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Healthy relationship with what's there. So in true meditation and mindful practice, just uncross your legs. When you're going through each part of your body, I want you to make mental notes to be as descriptive as you can. Using senses, what you, what you feel there what you sense there anything that's there and i'll tell you exactly all you have to do is listen to me okay so just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in inhaling peace and exhaling chaos the mind can be chaotic but that's okay if your mind wanders during this practice which it will do You just bring it back to the sound of my voice and what I'm telling you to do. No judgment, no labeling. Just go, huh, and carry on. First place I want you to, in your mind, describe is your feet in your shoes. Just make note of what's there. How does it feel? Mental notes. How can you tell you have feet without seeing them? Maybe you feel temperature, maybe you feel tightness. Maybe you can feel the texture of the shoe, of the sock, of your toes, and sort of riding your body like a wave of water, up your legs, noticing what's in your calves, your knees, Maybe you can feel how the bend of your knee feels different than when it's straightened. Yet again, if there's any discomfort, any tension, you just acknowledge it and move on. Continuing to ride the wave of awareness up your thighs and as you're seated in the chair, maybe making a note of where your body makes contact with the chair, seated here, what the texture may feel like, maybe a heaviness, how you can tell where your body makes areas of contact versus where there's no contact. Noticing your hands in your lap. Maybe you feel warm tingling sensation, cool pressure. Hands carry a lot of nerve endings, so a lot of sensations. And going up your forearms into your shoulders. (sighs) And breathing. Sometimes in the act of awareness, we may relax. And focusing on your chest. Making a note of where your heart is. Is that heart open or closed today? Not changing it, just noticing what's there. And your lower back seated in a chair, mid back, upper back. And noticing your neck and head. As you breathe, maybe a tickle in your throat, tickle in your nose. Maybe your mouth, noticing, hmm, I know I have lips without moving. And your cheeks, your chin, your forehead, and your eyes. Like I said, sometimes being aware, you will indirectly relax. The goal is not to relax. It's just noticing and not judging. And your scalp. And again, just from head to toe, toe to head, checking into any place that you might have missed, making a note what's there. And in your mind, saying to yourself, may I be safe and protected may i experience life with keen awareness and non-judgment may i take on life's challenges with grace and in the next few moments taking a deep breath and using your own words to thank yourself for engaging in this practice and you can open your eyes Good. yeah all right at any given moment your body's always there your breath is always there eating is always there mm-hmm. be aware don't miss it because i want you to live your life and enjoy it yeah thank you everyone for learning about mindfulness today with healthy state of mind again i'm dr tracy murray clinical psychologist at Action health along with my co-host caitlin Remember that our conversations don't serve as a professional therapeutic relationship. It is merely a way to educate you about wellness. If you are interested in establishing with a provider, please see the resources following. Thank you all and have a good day.
1: Thank you, Dr. Murray. Thank you.